you join me at a tremendously exciting moment. It's into your head, number 602 for Wednesday. We have a lot to get on with today. Items that need to be attended to. Issues that need to be addressed. Topics. Oh, topics. We've got lots and lots of topics. We're positively booming to the seams with topics. We've got topics coming out of... Uh, topics coming out of everywhere. Out of everywhere. Out of all... Every single pore in my body is oozing with topics. Uh, unfortunately, they get blocked up sometimes. Sometimes your pores get blocked up with sweat. And that's why you have special outlets in your head to be guaranteed to be kept clear. Uh, your throat, for example, your throat is kept clear of sweat. You wouldn't be putting out sweat through your throat because your throat has to be kept clear. Uh, it even has its own uh, throat. You even have your own throat clearing mechanism whereby you can clear your throat just by uh, doing a sort of grunt. Uh, you probably know about this already. Uh, having survived this long as a human being as you have, uh, you probably figured this out long, long, long ago. Uh, or else it's, you just do it without thinking. It's built in, uh, just like the way a dog, it's built into a dog, uh, that the dog runs around in circles in the middle of the grass before it lies down. Uh, it's built into you that when your throat gets blocked up, you clear it so that you can continue to breathe and exhale and inhale 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 and exhale. Ah, bollocks. Anyway, suffice to say, we have a lot to get on with today. Items that need to be attended to, issues that need to be addressed, topics. Oh, topics. We've got lots and lots of topics. Oh, there's an email. Uh, what's that? Uh, something, something, something. That's ah, a junk mail. Uh, although, as they say, uh, one man's junk mail is another man's. Uh, oh, what's this now? Let's have a look about this. Forget about uh, long, long acting medicatios. I assured her we were alone. Inspector Weymouth laughed dryly. Uh, blah blah. That's a load of crap. That's not. That's not the sort of person who you'd buy medicine from. Uh, if you're going to buy medicine from an email, uh, oh, and there's an interesting thing as well. Not re not relevant to this. Uh, not relevant to uh, why we're here today. Uh, you're not even here at all today. Yes, you're not here yet. Uh, but I can start the show without you because it's freaking. Uh, oh, this is all done in advance. Uh, despite it being an on the fly. Ah, uh, bollocks. Bollocks are swank. Uh, anyway, uh, let's, put, let's put a stop to this misery and call it the beginning of the show and put in some music. And then we'll see if we can get going. Uh, also known 
Uh, in some rather geeky circles, uh, geeky rebellious circles as a netcast, or in some uh, rather self-congratulatory circles as an internet radio show, except uh, not an illegal one uh, like they used to have. In the old days, uh, this would be done from a ship. In the old days, I'd be sitting on a ship somewhere, uh, somewhere between the south coast of Ireland and the English Channel and Luxembourg, and I'd be on a ship. A uh, pirate radio ship with a coat hanger sticking up out of it, and I'd be sitting here in my. Uh, I certainly wouldn't be sitting in here, this swivel chair, I can tell you, those weren't invented in the 70s. Uh, but I tell you, I'd have one eye uh, looking out from under my pirate eye patch, watching out for the cops, because it was illegal to have an independent radio broadcast system in those days. Uh, you either worked for the government uh, broadcasting agency agency uh, or else you were considered a pirate uh, they said that fella's illegally talking to uh, talking to people on the radio and playing music uh, playing oh playing playing young people's beats that's what they used to do they played young people's beats uh, which in those days uh, were things that we nowadays think of as old classics uh, things like for example uh, oh they'd play stuff like uh, the boys are back in town the boys are back in town don't know what they've been talking about but the boys are back in town. Uh, the late great Phil Linnett, uh, they'd play stuff like him and they'd play stuff like, uh, what else would they play? It's here. Uh, all we hear is Radio Gaga. Radio Goo Goo Radio. Uh, that was later on in the 80s though. But you, get, you get the general idea. They'd play music and they'd broadcast it into a nearby country uh, and this would be considered an act of rebellion. Uh, young people will go off they'd say to their parents they'd say I'm not going to university I'm going to I'm going to make myself a little life raft and I'm going to float her out into the English channel and go and find myself a pirate radio and tell them to either tell them if they don't pick me up I'm going to drown I'm going to tell them uh, if this dinghy uh, I'll puncture the dinghy in front of them I'll make a small hole in it and I'll say I've calculated uh, that this will take approximately eight hours to deflate and we're about 16 hours from the mainland so if you don't rescue me here you can be damn sure the hell is Christ that you'll be responsible for my death uh, and of course the parents will think uh, so your plan your career plan is to ask some uh, law uh, people who have no uh, well, nothing but contempt for the law and all that's good uh, to try to count on their to, uh, relying their uh, relying their goodliness to pick you up and rescue you and then give you a job uh, and you say uh, oh the kid would say to that they'd say uh, excuse me uh, just because someone breaks the law that doesn't mean they're bad people uh, they are bad people admittedly they're breaking the law and the law was paramount in this country uh, but they're in another country they're broadcasting in uh, I don't know how exactly it worked so they went into international waters and they'd point their dishes in towards our country and they'd blast in their uh, their filthy pop 
music and their disc jockeys into us. Uh, well, I want in on that. I'm sick of this crap. I'm sick of listening to this fella. Because in Ireland in those days, you turn on your radio uh, at quarter to six in the morning and there'd be a fella there and they'd play the national anthem and then he'd say, here's the sea area forecast. That was considered the prime importance to give the sea area forecast for sailors. Uh, ironically, it was the people who operated the pirate ships that relied most on this service. Uh, the one service which they needed the most was provided to them by their government, and uh, they were grateful for that, I can tell you. They just resented the fact that apart from uh, two minutes a year, year forecast, the rest of the day was filled up with not pop music. Uh, they wanted to fill up the world with pop music. Uh, pop music from the young people. Oh, people like, for example, uh, the Jackson 5. Uh, there was Michael Jackson, uh, Jermaine Jackson, uh, Janet Jackson, uh, Janet Joplin. No, not Janet Joplin. Ah, the other two. I don't know. Who were the other two? Ah, there was plenty of Jacksons anyway. There was more than enough Jacksons to go around. In fact, there still is, I think you'll find. There's still several Jacksons left. Uh, they've been doing reunion gigs. Uh, looking quite uh, old for their uh, former age. Well, that's appropriate because to- uh, time has passed. Uh, in the fullness of time, uh, people start to look older. No matter how uh, Jacksony they may be, uh, they go older and wiser. As the radio head, uh, that radio head so called song goes fitter, wiser, happier, more productive. Uh, if you listen to the album OK Computer by Radiohead, there's a so-called song that's just a computerized voice saying uh, fitter, happier, more productive, something, 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 and there's weird noises behind it. Oh, it's like something you'd hear on uh, in the last hour or so of Clockwork Orange, where it made in the late 1990s with a soundtrack by Radiohead, as suppose would be the nearest I could get to illustrating what it might sound like. Uh, now, I can't remember whether this segment was to be put in before the beginning of the show or after the ads, after the bit where I do the poem. So I'm going to stop it now and go back and see and find my place here. You're listening to Into Your Head because you couldn't find anything better now, could you? Monkey nuts, that's what they call them. They call them big steaming piles of monkey nuts. Uh, except when there's only one, they say. That's, there's a monkey nut. Uh, it's a, it's not in itself a big steaming monkey nut, but if you had a pile of them, I can tell you, it would be a big steaming pile of monkey nuts. On its own, though, it's nothing. It's just an individual speck. A speck on the, uh, oh, it's a, spe- a speck on the back of a dot, on the back of a cheetah that's glued to the back of a, a miniature spider under a microscope inside an amoeba uh, on a planet uh, in a solar system that's only that's one of 10 billion solar systems that's one of uh, te- that's in one of 10 hundred trillion universes uh, that's in one of 10 trillion different timelines that's on the back of a cat's gnash uh, well, for not a cat's gnat. I messed up that metaphor. It's not a metaphor, though. It's just a, uh, just a very... Po- the whole point is... Uh, they said, oh, you don't, you don't become a big steaming pile of monkey nuts unless there's other monkey nuts there. Uh, 
and monkey nut itself uh, on its own is nothing and oh no that's the thing we forget we overlook with these things things we look at a monkey nut we'll get a monkey nut out and we say let's have a look at this monkey nut thing that this, this fella's been going on about now for the last year and a half on his podcast he's going on about this monkey nut thing and you think I know, I know I know you've done this to regular lister you've taken out a monkey nut in your hand and you've had a look at it and you say oh this looks this looks perfectly harmless look uh, now even this thing that I'm holding isn't even the monkey nut uh, this is just a, a prop I'm using here because I wouldn't have monkey nuts in in the interior head studio I can tell you so no this monkey nut on its own it looks uh, basically looks like a caffeine pill it uh, looks completely harmless but if I were to get uh, a whole jar of these and um, put them all together a whole jar of these nuts uh, pretender monkey nuts they're not as rotty as this if I was to get a jar of them and pour them down my gullet I can tell you uh, that's when you'd see a big steaming pile of monkey nuts and then you'd think Christ uh, this is what happens when they get together this is why we have to keep uh, this is why uh, prisons have segregated cells uh, on their own on their own they're nothing they're just a pub and perfectly innocent monkey nut going about its day uh, in a perfectly reasonable manner uh, but no and then imagine if you open up a can of energy drink like this uh, no. and you pour a bit of that into you down on top of the monkey nuts and now I know what you're thinking there. You're thinking monkey nuts grow in jungles. Uh, they're used. They're not unused to having a bit of liquid poured on top of them. They'll survive. Now well, that's exactly the point. Not only will they survive, they'll thrive. Uh, they'll thrive just as they do in wet, uh, torrential rain in the rainforest. That monkey nut that you just put into your stomach is going to grow and thrive. Uh, and stomach acid or no stomach acid, uh, I tell you, people think, people get all worked up over this stomach acid issue. They say, oh, look, your stomach is full of acid. You have to neutralize it by, uh, oh. Hold on a minute. I'll just read this text. Oh, now that's interesting. Now, uh, there's a delivery. You don't mind, I'm going to interrupt myself there. And what I'm about to say uh, may not make any sense if you were listening to what you just heard. Uh, but I faded out what you just heard uh, because it was about to become uninteresting. And I do realise that the bit that you may have heard me say uh, while being out, while being faded out, you may have heard me say other the words, oh, this is interesting. Uh, well I meant interesting to me and interesting to those around me uh, that doesn't necessarily mean it's interesting to you the listener of a podcast and that's why uh, that's why you won't be hearing any more of that uh, you won't be hearing any more of that you might as well be listening to a cat is that a poem? It is now. Yeah, you won't be hearing any more of that. You might as well be listening to uh, something cast. Does that scan properly? Uh, that's right. Let's write a poem. Will you write a poem? You might as well. I've been trying to write more poems recently. Uh, you won't be hearing any more of that. You might as well be listening to 
I can't. Uh, there's, a, there's something needs an extra syllable, or something needs a syllable taken away there, or something. But we worry about that later. Uh, accidentally put in a bullet point there. You don't need bullet points in verse. The verse itself, the ver versical poetic format, is itself a punctuation. Uh, it's a more, also oh, proper, uh, less harsh. But anyway, you won't be hearing any more of that. You might as well be listening to a cat. Uh, what else? Uh, on on second thoughts, on second thoughts, this starts to be this. On second thoughts, this may seem repetitious. But on second thoughts, uh, monkeys, ah, monkeys are delicious. So don't take too much notice of these so-called second thoughts. They Oh, more often than not, they are the mere result of monkey nut poisoning. Now, uh, if I wasn't so restricted by the poetic format here, I could add in a long and explanatory paragraph uh, explaining the difference between monkey nut poisoning and being poisoned by a monkey nut. Monkey nut poisoning means uh, someone oh, someone gets some poison that's being made from monkey nuts and finds a person who's allergic to monkey nuts and poisons them with it, which technically I don't know whether you call that poisoning or not. Uh, but monkey nut poisoning on the other hand uh, oh, that's when uh, that's when, uh, oh wait, that's pretty much, oh no, that's when, uh, well in this particular context in this poem, it's where monk, uh, it, in inhaling of monkey nuts has messed with your critical thinking uh, processes and messed up your, caused you to have second thoughts uh, of which you shouldn't take much notice. But who's to say your first thoughts weren't the result of some sort of monkey nut poisoning too? I don't know. Uh, I leave that open because it's a poem. It's meant to inspire thought. Let's have a look at this again. You won't be hearing any more of that. Uh, you might as well be listening to a cat. On second thoughts, this may seem repetitious, but on second thoughts, monkeys are delicious. So don't take too much notice of these so-called second thoughts. More often than not, they are the mere result of monkey nut poisoning. Uh, does that make sense? Probably do. It probably does. It will in due course. Uh, if I remember back to my school days properly, the first time you read a poem uh, didn't make any sense at all. Then you read through it a few more times and then you'd start to recognise a few words and a few things would start to make sense. And then before you know it, you were able to, oh, you were able to explain the whole thing. Uh, hopefully that'll happen with this now. Uh, should I save this somewhere? I probably should. Uh, monkey nut poem. 
I'll see if it has my monkey nut poem. He might come back and work on this further another time. Uh, put her up on the blog, maybe. Uh, IntoYourHead.com Monkey nut poem under construction. Uh, save. Well, I say I should probably save it, should I? Uh, suppose it might as well. Won't do any harm. Uh, unless it's got child pornography embedded in it or something that I've been infected with. It won't do me any harm to save that poem here. Uh, now, uh, where are we apart from that? Uh, apart from that, uh, oh yes, we were writing a poem. That's what we were doing. We were right. Well, I was writing a poem. You were witnessing the creative process. Uh, my dual creative processes. Not only were you witnessing me creating today's show, uh, today's on the fly monologue, you were also witnessing me creating a poem for the first time ever uh, live on a podcast. Absolutely fucking fantastic. Uh, basically I was out of the ideas for today's show so I started doing that and now we've got half an episode done absolutely fucking fantastic uh, it's time to advertise something uh, do you like this show uh, not today obviously but do you like this show when it's at its normal uh, high quality uh, well if so you might like to know that it's completely free and uh, I spend quite a lot of time doing it and it's usually a lot better than this and if you're one of the people who recognizes that uh, then you may like to help support the show every time you shop on amazon instead of going directly to amazon go to my amazon links uh, into your head.com uh, then proceed onwards to your amazon store and i get a commission on anything you could you buy it doesn't cost you anything and it helps me do this it helps me uh subsidize my uh creative art which you do because it's all about the arts here uh, you're you're patronizing the arts here you're patronizing some lunatic at the other side of the world recording himself writing a poem about whether monkey nuts are poisonous isn't it absolutely fantastic and why the hell not uh what's his name from family guy can go on and put a thing about a, a baby beating up a talking dog i think surely to christ you can't have much too much objections about me doing this uh, it's not as if anyone's going to make me a billionaire from it. Uh, no, no. Uh, anyway, on with the show. I know what you're thinking there. You're thinking, oh Christ. You're thinking, oh fucking, fucking, fucking hell Christ. Uh, Christ on a popsicle stick. Uh, however, what a popsicle stick is, I'm not sure. Is a popsicle stick the thing that you put in the freezer that you dip stuff in uh, to have a cool ice pop thing? Or is it the thing that you put in the lollipop that's uh, round and tubular and white? Or are they both considered uh, of the same family? Because, uh, I mean, you can get a frigging tabby cat and get a line and say, oh, two are of the same family as well well which one would you want in your freezer dipped in a frigging uh, orange juice uh, 
half of orange juice, half water, half sugar combination. Uh, which one would you want? I don't know. Uh, if it was me, I'd want neither. I just want to. That's why we have supermarkets. That's why we spent the last 300 years developing supermarkets. So that we no longer have to figure out uh, whether that's a frigging loin or a frigging, uh, a frigging domestic cat that you've caught in the jungle. And which one you should put in your free art maintain neither. You go down to the shop, uh, you look at the oils and you see which one says stuff for your freezer. Uh, you can usually just see the freezers there. And I know that stuff that you're getting there is already in the freezer. Uh, but the idea is uh, you transfer it into your smaller sea freezer in smaller quantities. And you can always be damn sure to hell as Christ that no matter what happens if your freezer runs out of this particular item and you want more you can come back to where you got it in the first place and it'll be being magically replaced uh, but thanks to the miracles of stock control uh, this is all a bit obvious isn't it well it's, it's, it's very easy to say that it's obvious when you've just heard it uh, when you spent the last two minutes and three seconds listening to something being described to you it's very easy to say oh that stuff's obvious I knew all that uh, you may well have known all that but have you ever thought about it not until now no are you even thinking about it now uh, are you thinking about uh, are you thinking about where this is going or are you thinking about uh, the fact that the first half of this show with all the frigging all oh, the stuff about the uh, pirate ships and the radios and the monkey poisoning thing was uh, far superior to this or are you thinking uh, are you thinking about the fact that oh you have to take the good with the bad uh, the ugly with the not ugly uh, you have to take the and it's the same well it's the same with the cat thing you have to take your uh, cheetah stroke line stroke mountain gorilla on the popsicle stick and you have to take your kitten on the popsicle stick although don't freeze that you know, why would you put a fucking kitten in the freezer you wouldn't uh, you're getting your metaphors mixed up here uh, no no uh, the issue here is back in the old days uh, there was a time when you used to have to go out in the jungle and catch yourself a mountain lion or whatever you ate in those days and you had to hunt it down and kill it and there was no freezers in those days I can tell you so you better make damn sure you had uh, either a huge appetite uh, or a good compost heap uh, with a good cover on it to put the remains on to, uh, or else I suppose you'd share out throughout the community. You'd go around, uh, oh, go around boasting all over the place about it that you've caught something that's so big you can't eat it all by yourself. And of course, people will say to that, well, why didn't you? If you were faster catching it, you would have caught it before it grew that big, and then you'd have just enough for yourself and your family and then you wouldn't have to be going around trying to find uh, hungry mouths into which to put the rest of us. But no, no, you had to be a show-off, you had to wait until it grew to these gigantic... You see, that's what people don't realise about these cavemen who went hunting down saber-toothed tigers. Uh, they hunted the small ones, they hunted them while they were young and small and harmless. They were pretty much kittens and they were quite easy to catch then. Uh, that's why they had to go out. Do you never see the 
a hole in that theory where people say, oh, these people used to spend their days nine to five out and about hunting down saber-toothed tigers. And oh no, the reason why they had to do it every day was because they only caught, they caught two month old saber-toothed tigers. And that was only enough for at best two meals, uh, maybe a sandwich to bring with them the next day on their way to work. And then they had to go and catch another one the next day. Uh, they were chasing down these huge fucking animals. Uh, and this is why uh, this is why they wanted fucking Seth MacFarlane to do the the, the Flintstones remake. Uh, it's not happening now. Uh, someone finally copped on to this crap. Anyway, good morning. You won't be hearing any more of that. You might as well be listening to a cat. On second thoughts, this may seem repetitious. But on second thoughts too, monkeys are delicious. So don't take too much notice of these so-called second thoughts. More often than not, they are the mere result of monkey nut poisoning, which also happens to affect the creative size of the side of the human brain, particularly the region that deals with arranging written language into pleasant poetic phrases. The end. Sit, Moody. Sit. Good cat.